It's snacking and get cracking with a snack that packs a protein punch. Pistachios are known for their protein power, fiber, and better for you unsaturated fats for a combination that may help you keep feeling fuller longer. Wonderful Pistachios is a good source of protein with zero gill. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. I love that they come in a variety of sizes and flavors, making this the perfect protein snack for any on-the-go adventure. Check out wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more about how these little green wonders can power up your day. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Flow Track Podcast. I am Kevin. He is Gordon, recording this on a Friday. Gordon, we are separate once again, but soon we'll be reunited next week at some point. I got my kids in the other room. Hopefully, they do not barge in at any point and uh, make a guest appearance on this pod. Uh, how are you doing? Good. Do your kids get three weeks off from school? It was weird this year. They didn't get out until super late. I don't think they got out until. Oh. 22nd or something like that so okay but not all not all schools because my wife works at a school her school is back hence the reason why i am here with two of my three one is in daycare and that's good because if we had all three you'd be doing this thing solo it'd be 60 minutes of gordon which people like people would appreciate that who knows what the reviews would be on the pod if it was all 60 minutes of gordon right well we were before we started recording looking at Apparently, people have been giving us reviews on our podcasts on Apple Reviews. We got a lot of one stars, man. <laughs> Shout out to those folks. Yeah. I didn't, Shout out to all the one stars. They're, they're not hearing us react because they gave us these one stars years ago or months ago. I don't think they're still listening if they gave a one star. But, but the average they have is 3.9. Some, average 3.9. is 3.9. So let's still not focus on the than, negative. Yeah. It's a lot of fives and ones, which I guess averages to 3.9, right? No, fives and ones would average to three. So we have it is more five. It is interesting ones. when people give a two, three, or four star. Is like, why are you trying so hard to be specific about your rating? Like, you either like it or you don't. It should only be, they should change the star no, rating I, to just thumbs up, thumbs down. I, I liked the, I like those people because they are in the, in the middle ground. Shades of Grey. Colt, producer Colt, did you have any favorite ones on here you wanted to read? You're the one who brought this up to us, actually. I don't even know why, why you put this in front of Gordon and myself. But we're... Now, yeah, now you the, are. Now the audience can hear me. Sorry about that. Okay. Uh, yeah, my favorite one so far is this one that reads, Kevin and Gordon need to deal with their issues. Kevin clearly has disdain for Gordon and treats him poorly. Although Kevin is the better Trek podcast guy. It comes across like he doesn't want to be here. Whoa. Is that Whoa. true, Kevin? Do you have disdain for me? I have disdain for some of your takes. I don't know why people – and you probably have disdain for some of my opinions. I could not sit next to Gordon. Well, I'm not sitting next to him right now. But you get the idea. For as long as we have, if I had actual disdain for him, I'm not, I'm not that good of a person. I wouldn't be able to, to pull it off. But 
it always seems to be like a one-way street. People think, oh, I have to stay in few. No one, there's no review that I've seen yet where people are like, oh, Gordon clearly hates Kevin. So I guess I need to do a better job of separating my opinion of your opinion versus my opinion of you as a human being, which is different. It's different. But Gordon says ridiculous yeah. things sometimes, and I need to say, that's ridiculous. What are you talking about? That's my it's job. ridiculous in your mind, but maybe it's not ridiculous in my mind. I don't know. Yeah. I get it. True. I see. I can see how people think that you don't like me. I mean, you didn't <laughs> come to my parties. I invite you on the podcast. Every, yeah. on, every time we have a podcast pre-party, I'm always like, you can come, and then you never come. Yeah. That's true. Any I mean, other ones? You cool? are a dad with yeah. three kids, so you have a, an excuse. But I just have one more I'd like to highlight. This is from Running okay. Guy. Uh, flow track ah. bad, bad. All right. That was from 2020. Run- it was bad. Yeah, we were talking about nothing. We started a podcast during I, the pandemic, so it was. I bad. thought. I thought 2020 was peak. Actually, I, I think there's been a decline since then. Um, also, I want to check in uh, on the email inbox. We got an email from Matthew, subject line, I think I want a gift card. And he sends along his address. Um, and I looked it up. So Matthew won the Target gift card, which is for how much, Gordon? I think five bucks. Okay. So he wants to know how he should use his gift card. Frame it, spend it. What are the best things I could buy with the value of the gift card? Auction it off? Other suggestions. I would love to hear Gordon, Kevin, and Colt's suggestions. Maybe we could put all these things on a wheel and let fate decide. <laughs> we found oh, no. someone who loves the wheel as much as you, Gordon. Matthew It's like an inception the of the wheel. This is the wheel yeah, within yeah. a wheel. Auctioning <laughs> off a $5 gift card is a unique idea. Yeah. Because will someone – like how close to $5 can you get when you auction off a $5 gift card? Yeah. Well, if the $5 gift card was – you. Uh, it was, if it used to be a celebrity's gift card, there that would be the value, correct? Yeah, we're not celebrities, though. Oh, no. So it's yeah, just I'm a not $5 dollar gift card. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, no. I want to be clear. I don't want to lose any more stars because I don't want to go down to zero. I want to be very clear here. I'm not talking about us. I'm saying were you to get more money, it would okay, have to so be a situation. How much or, would you pay for a Usain Bolt $5 Target gift card? Me? Only five dollars, but I'm sure there's some fans out there that would pay more than that. Yeah, would they pay six dollars? All he did was touch the card. I'm sure people pay hundreds of dollars. No, it it was a ten dollar gift card, and he used five dollars of it. So there's five dollars remaining yeah. on the balance. Yeah, I think no, people would pay. And he made sure the balance was like. He made the balance like. Oh, he's a ten dollar. He has a nine dollar and fifty eight yes. cent balance okay. of a gift card to Target. So I would pay more and I would just appreciate the artist. To, I would give homage to, to that work by him. So I would, yeah, that would be worth more. But what, Cole, what would you do? $5 at Target. What would Ooh. you spend it on? I mean, what, you don't have like a lot of options. You can't even buy like, I guess like you buy a pack of Pokemon cards. I don't know. What are you going to do with $5? I, I feel like Pokemon Colt, cards are probably like 20 bucks now, right? No, I don't know. Colt, Colt I mean, you just get food. Yeah, food. Do they still have the dollar? They still have the dollar section it, like in the you know they have that bin. They in the might. Front so the, the fun part about and Gordon will like this too. It's basically gambling for children. So what you do is you buy a five dollar pack of Pokemon cards and oh. try to flip this five dollar gift card into big cash. Yeah, 
I yeah. like that. If you got like a first edition Charizard from this low check podcast target gift card, that would be the greatest win ever. So that's your recommendation. You should buy Pokemon cards at Target. Hey, in this economy, what else are you gonna do? All right, all right, fair enough. Fair, fair enough. I love it. I love it. Okay, and if other people haven't sent their address, send it. Next week, Gordon and I are getting together and we're we're sending those out. And I mean Matthew got one of the good ones, right? The five dollar gift card is good compared to the um, you know, seventy cents at Baskin Robbins, the Nickel City one, which is in Austin, and then some mystery amount of PacSun. Hey, the PacSun could be that could be the mother load, actually. That could be. That could be hundred. Could be fifty bucks, but it's a pack. What about this? What if though you had this gift card, right? And what mm-hmm. if, like, thirty years from now, you or I do something internationally incredible, where we are on the same level of like the name of Albert Einstein? You know, mm-hmm. like just something. Yeah. I don't yeah, know what it is. We save someone's life, and it's forever known in the history of the books. We're just Seems likely. Know, then that gift card is valuable. So do you want to hold well, it with the idea that you or I do something so noteworthy that you have a piece of history? Or is the note valuable? We're gonna make, I think the note's the valuable that, part there. That's what I'm saying. We're yeah. going to make this easy on people because we're going to write a note as well too. So that way they won't need to worry about Gordon inventing the theory of relativity and then kicking themselves because they had proof that they once – interacting yeah. with them. We'll, we'll write the How, note as well too. So you'd be pissed. Spend the five like, You'd be pissed if you used up like Albert Einstein's gift card. You'd be like, oh, dang it. I could have had history. Yeah. I have a we'll Bill see. Walton autographed basketball. So I, you know, I have, I have been involved with greatness before. I, I don't know what to do with it though. Right. Like, what do you do with an autographed basketball after a certain period of time? I have a Shaquille Eagles O'Neal. Plaque. I have an Eagles plaque. None of it's signed. Look at this. Check this out. Boom. All right. We, Let's get I just want to say going. this. There was yeah. a comment on one of the uh, podcast reviews <laughs> that we ramble too much. So we're like literally yeah. doing what he said we shouldn't be no, doing, I, which is rambling. That, listen, I love feedback. I love constructive feedback, but podcasting is about rambling. And my favorite podcasts the hosts, they go on tangents sometimes. They talk about things that are not the topic of the show, but I, I love the hosts or at least like the hosts enough to where I like it. I go along the journey with them. Some people, that may not be their cup of tea. That's fine. But we are going to ramble. We are going to take a sides. We are going to talk about Gordon dunking. We're going to talk about Colt's stand-up career and how that goes. We're going to talk about how to spend $5 at Target. That's just what the show is going to be. I understand that's not for everybody, but that's how we're going to do this show in 2023. But we will also talk track. We'll primarily talk track. And that's what we'll do right now. Subject line of this pod, Gordon, the must-watch events of 2023. So if you're in the chat right now, put in what event you're excited to see in 2023. Gordon and I are going to go through a couple. I mean, you could be talking about one specific event throughout the entire year or an event maybe specific to the World Championships or an event at a Diamond League you want to see. What jumps out to you, Gordon? Yeah, well, are we talking that or are we talking about the news first? So, what no, we're talking about me? that. Well, I already teed it up. We're talking about that. We're going. Okay. We're off and running. Yeah. Well, the one, the, I think the must-watch event for me is the 200. I, I know it was the event of the year last year. It made it the wheel. 
you nominated as yes. one of the main winner uh, things. things of 2022. I think it's going to carry over into 2023. I think both the men's and women's 200, for different reasons, are going to be must-watch. I think specifically we could talk about the men's 200 because Noah Lyles tweeted out a photo mm-hmm. with a world record yes. prediction on his spike. He did indeed. Uh, he posted it on Instagram. We'll pull that photo up. One photo showed world record. And then you're saying, all right, tell me more, Noah. Can you be more specific? This is a pretty bold statement. And he said, oh, sure. There it is. 19.10. He's put it on his shoe. Josh Kerr did something similar to this last year with the British record before he broke the, the mile record. But this goes beyond that. This is a world record, not just any world record. It's Usain Bolt world record. And you're going to say 19.10. So we're already getting going on this men's 200 before the indoor season even starts. I absolutely love this move. Absolutely love it. Yeah. My question is, do you think it's going to happen? No, I don't think he's going to break the world record. But I love that he's going for it. I love that he's confident. And I totally understand why he's so confident. He's Noel Lyles. He had the best season of his career last year, broke the American record. And then just the back half of that season was so amazing. Just the level of consistency all the times that he was churning out, right? He he ended up with one of the best 200-meter seasons in total in history. I can understand why he's why he's confident. I still think it's too far to go to get to 1931, all the way down to breaking 1919. But go back to the bold prediction show. I'm very confident of Lyles in general in 2023 because one of my predictions was he's going to somehow figure out the 100 and get that double gold. But I just like the move. He's making it interesting. He's putting a time goal out there. How many times do you hear athletes say, yeah, I got a goal in mind, but they don't share it. Not only is he saying it, he's writing it down, posting it on Instagram. This is great. Here, here's the thing, though. He's writing it on Adi Zero SLs, that's the name of these Adidas shoes. These aren't the shoes he's going to run the world record in. These are just training yeah. flats. But it's still there. Is this guy going to break the world record down. in training flats on grass? Is that what's happening? <laughs> yeah, that would, Is that what yeah, this guy's predicting? I didn't, I didn't interpret it that way, but that's pretty cool. No, I just it still takes some, some audacity, a lot of confidence to, to write it down. You know, Even if it wasn't written on a piece of footwear even if you just tweeted out i'm gonna run 1910 this year that's a it's a bold statement and he, he's making his own bold predictions and his bold prediction is himself there are some commenters on the post because this also was a a post that he not just in his story tyson gay commented 1899 <laughs> world athletics Love commented it. with a eye emoji mm-hmm. uh then there's a bunch of other people be like, fire, you got this, you got this. And I was just like, wait, what's going on? Hold on, hold on, hold on. We're talking about Usain Bolt's record, and everyone yeah. is just being like, you got this, bro? Like, fire emoji, let's go. I was like, there's got to be someone who's going to come in hot and being like, bro, Bolt's not going to lose his record. You yeah. Know? So I was trying to keep – I was trying to scroll keep down until I find it, and then I found yeah. it. Oh, you did? Nikki okay. Focus, he wrote – that that will never happen but keep on dreaming maybe in your next lifetime one ugo boss in this life lifetime whatever that means one ugo boss in this lifetime anyway so 
it took some time for me to scroll to find the Jamaican fans to come in and be like, hold your horses, Noah. Mm-hmm. Bolt still the GOAT. Do you, do you think Bolt has seen this post? And what do you think Bolt's oh, thoughts yeah. are? Like, if I would, if oh, we were yeah. to ask Bolt right now, do you think he would give it respect? Give it, like, like a what? maybe? Like, how do you think he feels about it? I think he's seen it. But what does Bolt always do when someone makes a comment about his records? What does he usually do? He puts up the shush sign. <laughs> Which, right. But he also... Wait, hold on. Wait, wait. When was that posted? After, was that related? That's, was that, no. that's it's related. I think it's related. Oh, no, that's wait, January hold 3rd. on. No, it's that's January third. Yeah, it's not related. That's not related. No, no. Okay, it's not related. Because that's not that's not what Bolt normally does. Here's what Bolt normally does, and you know exactly what Bolt normally does is he waits, he observes, and he waits until the end of the season or whenever the event happens where the, the person made some sort of proclamation about how fast they were going to run. And then he'll make some sort of comment, like he'll he'll repost something. But I don't think he's gonna. I he he cherishes those records for good reason. But he is really attached to those to those times to being the fastest man in the world. So I I think he believe he wants to hold on to that. It's not one of those. Oh yeah, next generation's here. I'm just I'm pleased I had the record as long as I did. No, he wants to keep it and. Good for him. I would say the same thing. If you're that competitive and that good, why would you want somebody else to run faster? So I say good on Lyles, uh, and I totally would understand Bolt saying, nah, not going to happen. Also, it's interesting. Lyles wrote 1910, not 1918. I thought about that too, and I thought, why 1910? The dream he had that was in that LA Times article that he described was about his 100-meter time. So I don't know if he had a separate dream about a, a 200 meter time or why he went to 19:10. But yeah, then that's you're almost taking a tenth of a second off of the bolt record at that point. <laughs> it was that's not just that's not just squeaking by. That's that's smashing it. Um, you mentioned 200 though. Should we talk about the women's 200 as well and why that's yeah, one of the must watch events? So I think we just basically have a continuation of what we saw in 2022. This is just like a great, a great television show where you see the end of one season and then you're really, you want to binge the next season right away. And then you got to wait four or five months for the next season to come out. So you have Sharika Jackson, 2145, just totally owning that event, right? You have Abby Steiner, the US, you have Christina Boma, you have Shelly and Fraser Price. I think you're going to see a bounce back season from. Elaine Thompson, hurrah. I think you're going to see a bounce back season from Gabby Thomas, who was hurt. You had, you had Tokyo medalists who, who weren't meddling in 2022 because of injuries. That, that They're going to be back in the mix. So I think you're going to be looking at the top and you're going to be seeing um, some historically fast times. I don't know if the world record is going to enter into the equation the way it did last year. But then even down for who's going to be on the podium. It's just going to be so competitive. So women's 200, I think, could be as good as uh, it was in 2022 and, and maybe even better. On the college side of things, too, right? You're throwing in um, Favreau Feely. Um, back on the pro side, you know, Asher Smith. Is Shawnee Miller-Weibo going to run it? There's just so many names there. It's going to be so good. Here's my question for you. 
Mm. If you had to put all of your money, all of your gift card money, all of your money that you have, your net worth, on having the most medalists in the 200, women's 200 in 2023, would you rather have the podium from 2021 on your roster or the podium from 2022 on your roster? So would you rather have Sharika? For, what was the podium for 2022? <laughs> I, I thought you had it ready, which is why you brought this up. It was Sharika. <laughs> oh, God dang it. Let me, let me, let me pull it up. 2021. 2021. 2021 was one, Elaine, right? Gabby, and Mboma. Right? So would you rather have Elaine, Gabby, and Mboma or what's the Sharika? Shelly Ann, Fraser Price, Dina Asher Smith. Dina Asher Smith. Hold on. Wasn't Thomas Bronze in 2021 Olympics? Yeah, I, the order was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mboma was. So, so you, let's say this again. So, Mboma, Elaine Thompson, Ra, Gabby Thomas in one. And then the other one is Sharika Jackson, uh, Shelly Ann. And that's, a, oof, that's, that's like, actually really close. Who would you, you need a draft? Who do you think will get? It would be who, very yeah, close. who do you think will get two, two or more? So I feel the most confident about Sharika Jackson for obvious reasons, and then everybody else is really close. Yeah, but I could see what? Sharika plus two of the people from from twenty twenty one. Exactly, because I do think Elaine Elaine's going to come back. So. I think I'll go 2021. So you'd rather have the 2021 podium over the 2022 podium? Even though 2022 has the surest thing yeah. in, in Jackson. I think I'd rather – I would go 2021. I thought you were going to ask more medals, U.S. or Jamaica. And I was going to say – No, 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 no. That would be – Jamaica. Jamaica would, Jamaica would be the yeah. favorite there. Another event let's, – let's actually check in the chat real quick here. Um, AC says women's 400, uh, Moe versus Steiner versus McLaughlin at pre-classic. Well, yeah, if that event happens <laughs> the way you're saying, yes, I would sign up for that. Don't know if we're going to see that one. Khalil says USA champs semifinals in the 100. Uh, all in the game says women's 200. Adam, he's looking short-term here, want to make her mile. Then Kipchoge losing at Boston. Hard disagree there. Mo versus Keeley versus Sydney, uh, Safan versus Faith. Yeah, if we get Safan Hassan versus Faith Kipyegon again, that would be amazing. Uh, men's 5K from Ace, and then Troy says men's 15, Jakob versus Jake versus Ollie. Yeah, so I want to see the rematch if we ever see it. I feel like we'll have to see it at some point. Whiteman versus Ingebrigtsen. And then the one that nobody's mentioned, which somehow is it under the radar, is the men's four-meter hurdles now back under the radar? Because we've never seen all three at the height of their powers at a, at a championship before. This could be the first time. And they're still so young. So I'm hoping this will be the first of at least two or three championships where we get Dos Santos, Warholm, and Benjamin all coming in at full health and ready to roll. And we see something. We see a classic. I'm just going to – I don't think the men – I think the – the excitement about the men's 400 meter hurdles is never coming back. 
oh, no, that's not true. You're selling no. way too soon. No, You're dude, selling I'm way selling. too soon. And we, I'm buying. We I'm never. Not, I'm selling. I, I think we're going to get at least one classic championship race. They're so young. They're it doesn't all matter. so young. What? So- I don't think. Sydney no, ha- last year topped what happened at the Olympics. I don't think anything's going to top what Warholm did at the Olympics. I just don't. Okay. It may not from a time perspective, but what if you have all three in a really tight race? Because I think that's what we want to see. We want to see a close race. We've seen the sub 46 time. We saw the time go where nobody thought it could go. But what I want to see is a really close race because there's been close races between those two of those three members, but nothing like, okay, down to the wire photo finish. And I think it's going to, they're all, they are so close. It's bound to happen. We're going to see it at least once. You saw Warholm rebound from the injuries at Euros, looked really good. Again, Dos Santos is the one who's on on the climb. And then the Benjamin story, that one writes itself because he's been second so many times. Can he, can he get it done for gold? I just, I love that event. I, I still think we have another couple of years with that event. I would buy, I'm buying high on that event. If the stock price is high on the men's formula hurdles, I'm still buying it. It's like Apple. And I get, I and know. I get it I don't because know stock, the top three people of all time are all currently in their prime. And I, that is very cool. But I just feel yeah, like it's amazing. We, we're trying to, f- I don't think it's going to happen. I just don't think, I don't know why. I just got this hunch. Mm-hmm. I think one of them is going to get hurt or one of them is just going to be so much better than everyone else. I think maybe one of them maybe may kind of regress a bit. I think Warholm may be really good, but maybe never get back to sub 46 type shape. And I think watching Warholm win in 46 4 is going to be like, that's oh, fast, but like. It's, it's not going to be 46 4. I'll, I'll put money on that right now. It, the World Championship final will be run faster than 46 4. Don't know who it's going to be. You could be right. It could end up only being two or the three in the mix, and then someone does break away a little bit. But the over pieces under, are there. Over under world record run in 46 2. You mean world champs in 46 2? Yeah, the world champs. I'll go, un- I'll, I'll go under again. Okay, I'll take I'll the over. Again. You want to make a bet? Yeah. All right. Bet. We're going to bet the $5 that we need to give to Colt. No, just kidding. The, the world championship 400 meter hurdle final will be slower than 46.20. Yeah. Please say they made that track fast. I have not researched it. Just please say. <laughs> and the thing is like 46.3 is incredible. I just feel like yeah. we're not going to get the 45. We're not going to get the 46.0. I just don't. I don't, I don't do you think Warholm is, do you think Warholm is capable of running under 46.2 this year? No. Do you think Benjamin is capable of running under forty six two this year? Do you think Dos Santos no. is capable of running no. under okay, well you're you're wrong. So the the right answers for all those were yes, yes, and yes. Okay. It's not yeah. a guarantee. Theoretically, I have three yes. tickets. Theoretically, I have three yes, tickets they are. for the lottery. I have three tickets. Yeah, but also how many people have thirty thousand tickets to mega millions and they still never win? Doesn't increase not your that odds. Long of a shot. What if having is three Cole, versus one up. doesn't change? It's still, it's still a history up, going up against. This is, War, this is Warholm, right? This is Warholm season last year. I'm just looking. Euros, after coming back, getting banged up, 
injuries, no competition. He ends the season with a 47-1. He's going to be fine next year. It's not, it's not freak out. Benjamin's run that fast before. Dos Santos is the only. What do you, what do you wait, hold on. Oh, he ran 47-1. That's why he's going to break 46-2. Come on. Yeah. He's, he's not connected. Back in that's shape. not connected at all. He's that's back different. in shape. He was. That's cruising. like me saying, oh, did you see Drayvon Bromel? He ran like 998. Looks like we're getting a 96 next year. Come on. I don't think you realize how good 47-1 is throughout the scope of history. And it shows he's back in shape. And that was after the injury, right? He's he's gonna be he's gonna be solid this year. Don't worry about um, him. I don't. Ben, Benjamin's run under the time already. Dos Santos is the only guy who hasn't, but he's the one who's shown the greatest improvement. I'm so, not saying they're gonna run slow. I just don't think they're gonna run 46.1 or .0 or 45. This is gonna be so great when three. the whole podium. The whole podium is going to be under 46-2, and I'm just going to never let you forget about it. It's yeah, going to be and, incredible. And, and vice versa. When they're all over 46-2, you're going to be like, Gordon, you were right. No, no. No, because your bet was one. So if it ends up being three, you have to triple what you pay me. That's how that goes. No, no. I just no, made no. that up right now. I just I know you fair. got lucky with the whole uh, – Didn't get lucky with anything. What was the, was the Amazon bet? Or USA? Yeah. I don't, the, no, we, no, 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 no. It's just the high hurdles. It's the high hurdles. High hurdles. All the high hurdles. You got lucky yeah. on that. Yeah, one. yeah. The Diamond League final being slow. I was almost. There. How did I get lucky? No, it was thirty-one or something. I had it by like point six. No, it was. Or no, six. no, you didn't. No, it was no, no, no. Comfortable. It was closer than comfortable. You were comfortable win. You were worried. And you finally, and you finally paid me. I need to make more bets with you because I need I did some, pay you. a little bit of. I need. I know. I said you finally paid me. I need some more walking around money, though. You so I put finally in the sentence. You make me look bad. Why do I have to put the word to finally pay you? I paid. I you. think you finally gave me no. You gave me thirty six ninety nine too, and the subject line was not a cent more or something like that. Um, yeah. AJT says, "What reason does Gordon have for not thinking Dos Santos will go sub forty six two this year? He's only twenty two and won worlds in forty six twenty nine uncontested and hasn't had any injury issues." Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But when I say it. Apparently, it means I don't like Gordon. And then everyone says, Kevin looks no, mad at my Gordon. My reason is like... Oh, AJT is going to say it. All athletes don't just continue to get better year in and year out forever, right? And even when athletes are in their prime, they don't get better every year in their prime. When you're in your prime, it's not like a straight line of going down in time. Like It's a little bit of value. You're going down over time, but you can still go up a, a year, back down another guy, year. Like, man, you love Dos Santos too. You're loving the interviews with them. You saw him at Wild Duck and all this, and now you're just saying he's not going to improve anymore? That's ridiculous. I'm not saying he's not. He can still improve. He can still run 46-2. But I don't think he's running 46-1. 46-2. 2-0 is not a millisecond he also could more. Run, they could all run 45 seconds in random diamond leagues. I'm talking about the world championship final. Not yeah. lifetime, not season's best. I'm talking about the world championship final. I literally think, I truly believe we live in a world where Noah Lyles could break the world record in the 200 yet still lose the world championship final to Kenny B. Championship Listen, racing I, is not just when you run your PR. A lot of times it happens. A lot of times your PRs are in the championship final, but not all the time. Sometimes championship finals just kind of like, have a dud to it. Duds happen. And I'm trying to predict the duds. And I'm Doha. choosing men's 400 hurdles as a potential 
championship final dud. Because Doha, we just think it's too perfect. It. The three best runners of all time, all in their prime. There's too yeah. much going right for it actually to happen, in my mind. Sometimes we're getting if everything's saying one thing, it means the other thing. That's a contrarian way to look at the world. That's not always true. However, sometimes we're is. getting hung up on the time because we got fixated on this 46-2 thing. I'm saying I don't even care about the time in the World Championship final. If all three of those guys make it to the line healthy and we watch them through the rounds and they all look good, we watch them all season, everybody's clicking on all cylinders, maybe they've someone's broken the world record, maybe they haven't. You could cover up the clock. I do not care. In fact, don't even tell me. Do not even if if I'm standing next to you in Budapest, if we're there or if we're anywhere, do not tell me. I will cover up the bottom right of the screen. I just I don't care about the time. I don't at that point. I'll we'll all have won as track fans because we'll have three of the four best of all time in their prime at the same time. How many times in history has that happened in an event? Not not yeah, it doesn't happen. Which is yeah. why we're we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. I'm just trying to prepare us all for disappointment. Whenever they seem too good don't. to be true. It probably is. That's all I'm trying to say. Don't live your life. Don't live your life like this, Gordon. This isn't 2023. That's a 2018 Gordon mentality. 2023 Gordon doesn't live like that. Uh, Khalil says, who do you believe will win the Worlds this year? What do you think the order will be? I'm assuming Khalil's talking about the event we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I'm partial to the the Benjamin finally getting it done storyline. But I I think Dos Santos right now goes in as the favorite. So if I had to predict it now, I'd probably say Dos Santos, Benjamin, and Warholm, but that's going to rotate a bunch of times that throughout order? the year. I'm What's your order now? I'll tell you my order right now. What's your order? And I will never change Dosan- it. No matter what happens, I don't that's care a if good someone way to live loses life. a leg, I'm keeping my order. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go Dos Santos one. I'll go Benjamin. Mm, this is so hard. I don't know. Do yeah, sure. Benjamin two, Benjamin two Warholm three. I will go Warholm one, Dos Santos two, Benjamin three. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to pull somebody else out. You really, they're not even getting the top five. No, Warholm's going to win. It's just going to win. He's going to win. Slow. Like your, your great NCAA, your great NCAA picks. Uh, All in the game says, do you think they'll race each other more than once before Budapest? Yeah, that would be an interesting line. All three together? No, I would say zero. Two of the three. We'll probably get. I put the line at one point five. Of of yeah. any one matchup hap- of any of any one matchup happening, I just yeah they're going to race each other. Actually, well, they because there's a thing. War, War, Pre is not before Worlds this year, so that is out of the equation because Warholm famously said, "Yeah, he's not going to come over for Pre. He he sticks around in Europe." Dos Santos raced a lot this past year. I actually I'm going to up that number. I think I think. Especially Dos Santos and Warholm, I think they'll they'll meet two times before Worlds. I'll say that. Just because I mean, look I, at look at Dos look at Dos Santos last year, how much he showed up. It's crazy. Yeah, I have no so opinion. I'll, I'll, I'll say too. I have no. Uh, Gerardo says, "I never catch you live, but watch all the pods. So happy to be part of the chat. Yeah, welcome in, welcome in. Thank you, thank you for joining us. All right, any other events you want to talk about? We about I think the women. Three. 
Well, no, we've talked about men's 200, women's 200, then the chat throughout some other ones. Okay. That, yeah, that yeah, could yeah. be potentially good. I think that women's 15 is a wild card if Safan Hassan tries to do it. Because the Safan Hassan Faith Kipyegon head to head when Hassan is fresh, oh man, that would be unbelievable to watch. And let's look at the last the last couple championships that Safan Hassan's been involved with. 2019, she does the 15-10, which at the time we called it the Safanathon. 2021, then she really does the Safanathon. 15, 5, and 10 gets beat by Kipyegon, but obviously she's gas at that point. And that meet, Gordon, and the other parts of her 2021 season made her so tired, carried over into 2022. And then 2022 never really got going. Um, she only raced once before Worlds, I believe, and then acquitted herself well at Worlds, ran the 5 and the 10, but wasn't in the mix. What if this year she just says, you know what? I want to win a 1500 meter title again. I want to, I want to, I want to get back to the 15. I want to, I want the stiffest competition possible. And she jumps in that. Now, who knows? Maybe she runs the 800. Maybe she runs a marathon. It's Safana San. Literally everything is on the table, but that one has really good potential. Yeah. I don't think she's going to run the 15. I think this is a, I just, Wait, did Kevin freeze on us? Oh, no. You're just Not staying here. frozen. I, I, I don't think she's going to run the 15. I think she's going to simplify. I think she's already looking forward towards marathon life. You know, I could see her thinking like trying to do like 10K marathon double in 2024. And that's yeah. probably what she might be thinking. And so I don't think she's going to be really yeah. exploring trying to win a 1500 she might still run a couple to keep speed going but i think she's i don't i don't know i don't think she's going to be doing the 15 it would be great this is more i also don't think she's going to be as good in the 15 i think i think what she did over those two years of 2020 i guess 2019 and 2021 right i think that was really like she unloaded the chamber and it's going to be hard to get anything back and i think it's easier to get back more in the longer stuff. So, yeah, I I, I personally think the fifteen hundred's done. Like, I don't Listen though, if you're looking at the marathon right now for the women, you want to get involved in that. <laughs> How fast that yeah, is? That's true. I said uh, pass. Bad timing again. Well, yeah, it depends I, what she I thinks think she she's better at too. Do you think she has a better shot at winning? A marathon or fifteen hundred against Faith Kipyega? Fifteen. Fifteen hundred for sure, just because we don't have any questions about how well she'll adapt to the distance. We've seen it before. She's beaten her well, before. But, it's possible. Let's assume she adapts to the distance fine and she her talent just translates normally. Is it harder for her to beat Faith or beat the best marathoners right now? I think it's harder to beat think, Faith. No, I, I still think it's the best marathoners because there's, we don't know who the one person is. You can narrow it down like, to 1500 to faith. You literally yeah, just said the marathoners because we don't know. We don't know that. That makes it easier because there's only one person. You just said the marathoners because we don't even know who it would be. There's five, not six, seven, eight. 
You know why it doesn't make it easier? Who is the hardest person to beat right now in track and field? The one guy who only is the only guy in the event, which is Ilya Kipchoge. If there's one guy, it becomes very hard to beat that person. There's a reason why there's only one guy, because they're really good. Like The fact that there are a bunch of really good women's marathoners is also kind of a testament that maybe none of them are actually great, great, great. Like... I don't know the times that they're running, and then you just saw you saw how Gaday did in her debut, and she ran really well. But there's just this never-ending, it seems like, stream of of people now capable of running that fast. I would, I, I would argue, like, what what's Faith has? Faith has run three fifty, right in the fifteen. Yeah, I think Faith and, running three fifty. I think the marathon is like having six women running three fifty two. What's harder, beating six women who all can run 352 or beating one woman who can run 350? I mean, sure, but you just arbitrarily made up that time standard. i just saying yeah. she's beaten she, – and, and you can't just say, let's just assume she's as good at the marathon as she is at the 1500. That's a huge true, 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 assumption. True. That's, That's the biggest – That's the biggest question mark. And she, she, beat, she beat Kip Yegon in the 2021 season, in the 1500, right? Like she lost to her a bunch of times too, but she did get a win against her. And then obviously, and the, the biggest meet of the year in, in Tokyo, she didn't go into it fresh. She went into it with a bunch of races in her legs. I'm just saying, I agree with you. I don't think necessarily it's going to happen. I just said, if it did, because if you said, who on the planet right now can give Faith Kipyegon the best race? We would say Safan Hassan, just because of her past, right? Even if even if there might be someone else out there who is a little bit better now and is past her, we we haven't we haven't seen Safan Hassan fully move out of the event. So I think we're still going to believe that she's the one who can do it. Fair enough. All right, we'll talk a little bit about um, the half marathon coming up next week. Yeah, is it next week or two weeks. It was in two Next weeks. Week. We'll probably we'll probably talk about it again Sunday, January fifteenth. So yeah, it's I think. Oh, I should have mentioned too the other one, the race I'm looking forward to, uh, Ilya Kipchoge oh. Boston Marathon. <laughs> sure, I put that one out there. Really, you're excited about Ilya Kipchoge running? Yeah, Ooh. just a little bit. Just a little bit. We could have done a whole. Like, we could look up the results a week later. See what happened. Yeah. I will be looking at the time on that one. It will not be like the men's formula hurdles in Budapest. I will not put tape over. Okay. The Houston half is fascinating. This has storylines from every single angle that you could possibly imagine. So you have Emily Sisson coming back after uh, breaking the American record in, in the marathon in Chicago. She's obviously great in the half as well. She has, uh, she has that record too. So there's Emily Sisson. Tiernish Dababa coming back. She hasn't run since 2018, Gordon, but she's a legend in the sport. She won three gold medals in the Olympics. She won five world titles. And then you have Jenny Simpson making her marathon debut and several other top American women making their half marathon debut like Mariel Hall and Vanessa Frazier, women who have made teams 
uh, at shorter distances moving up. Uh, at the top of the entries, uh, Hiwat Gebrekidan, 106.47. Um, Molly Huddle is in the race as well, too. Just just star-studded and something for pretty much everybody on the women's side of this half-marathon field. Yeah. What do you think is more likely to happen? Emily Sisson breaking the American record or Jenny Simpson running a time that makes us all go, whoa. <laughs> I think I think Simpson's got some more woes in her. Really? So I think I, I think that. How yeah, many woes and I think does Simpson have left? I'm not sure what the over under would be, but I think this is a this is always a very competitive race. This isn't just a low key half marathon. I think you go in there to run fast, but you also go in there to test yourself against some top Americans, but some best some of the best women in the world. Sisson, I think obviously she could break the mark because she just needs to, to PR. It's her mark, right? But also that that's that's tough to do, right? Like we we saw how great her twenty her twenty twenty two is. So, and also. Because what what would be the time that Simpson would need to run for you to be like to go? Oh my gosh! Like, whoa! Like, what would it be? Since it is sort of relative, depending on who you're talking to, more likely that 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 happens. I think. I think for me to go whoa, you need to run seventy. 70? Uh, she can definitely 69. run 70. 69. She can definitely run 70. Sub 70. Yeah. Sub, Sub 70. 70. Okay. I, I, I think she's going to run under 70 minutes. I'll just I don't think she that. is. So, I think she's going to run I think she's going to run like 72. That's going to make me more confident in my pick. She's she's going to run. <laughs> so whenever I'm leaning into one direction, you get really confident at the opposite direction. Well, the number that you gave of 70, she can run under 70. She's going to run under 70. Uh, men's elite field. Well, yeah, she can do it, but like. She's going to do about, it. You also think about the mindset. Like, what's her mindset? Is she trying to, like, make the 2024 marathon team? Don't know. I don't know. You don't know. We don't know. She's the only one who knows. But I don't think you go to Houston if you're not ready to roll. Plenty of other races True. to. A lot of half marathon. That's the thing. When you start racing the roads, it's not like track where there's only a couple races with people at your level. Like you can find road races a lot of different places. So you go to Houston, I think, because she's she's feeling confident. She's feeling good. She ran Cherry Blossom. She's, last she's still year. sponsored by New Balance? No, no. She switched to Puma, remember? Oh, she did? I don't remember that. Yeah. We did a whole pod on that. So. We did? No, we didn't. I was going to say, glad you're paying attention, but that would be considered mean, and I'm not going to do that. So, we did a podcast you know about her going to Puma. When do we do that? I don't believe we Last did that. year when she went to Puma? She went to Puma before the New York City Marathon because she was there at the New York City Marathon doing something with Puma gear on. Oh, okay. so. When's the last time? Her, I'm excited. She's run, run. When's the last time she's run like a top? 10 U.S. type mark in any event. Well, it was back – so she was 54 in the Cherry Blossom run. 
the 10 miler, but that's a road race. So, okay, whatever. Um, let's see. I mean, it's 2021. Right? She, well, 2021, she was, that's where she was just scrambling to make the team and was, was hurt. Yeah. She ran, she ran 52 with the Cherry Blossom that year. So she, she's run it. She's run that twice. So yeah, you'd have to go back to 2020. 1458 and a 5k, 851 okay. and a 3k. So 2020 yeah. is the last time. Yeah, there's been a lot though, right? Sure, there was a forest fire. Uh, yeah, no, like, where she lived yeah. and stuff. It's just, it was, and COVID and all, all that other stuff that went into it. I just, we, we haven't heard the last of her, is what I'm saying. I think she's got, she's got more there as a elite runner. And we're going to see it. And you're going to be proven wrong again, but I'm not going to bring it up because I'm going to be nice. So I'm not going to talk about it. All right. Men's field. Lul Gebra Selassie goes in with a 59-18. Mohamed El Arabi, 59-44. Shura Katata. Jezarek, number four seed there. I know you were very interested in his, his half marathon last year. 60-13 for Jezarek. Further down the list, you have Connor Mance, fresh off his marathon debut. He's got a 60 50 Five, personal best. So a good field for the men as well, too. Lots to watch here. Yeah, you also have some of, like lot not- of notable like full marathoners, like Colin Benny. Doesn't have that good of a half, mm-hmm. but he's been good in the in the full. Um, also, Wesley Kiptu is an interesting one. First year as a yeah. pro. Zuhar Talbi, who's the Moroccan from NAIA, that he's always an interesting watch. And um, Shadrach Kipchurcher is in this field as well. Not sure where he is health-wise, but I know he was someone I was eyeing for when he ran at New York City, I believe. He didn't run too well. I still think he might have one more great run in him. Um, is Sam Chalanga in this field? Feels if Sam Chalanga always run, runs Houston. I know, right? He also feels like he retired like 30 years before he actually retired. He's not retired yet. Yeah. But I remember him retiring and then he's back running fast, making world half yeah. teams. Was Sam Chalinka, I got to love his, his grit. But yeah, okay. This is my question. Can mm-hmm. Cheserek win? Yes. Will Cheserek win? <laughs> I want him to win. It's just a guess cool. at this point. I mean, you're predicting a January half marathon is just a is just a complete guess. I would say one of those top three is going to be in good form. So, do you think he's going to go to the marathon? Eventually, he's going to try, right? Maybe he's waiting, biding his time, see how this goes. If he goes out there and runs a, a fifty nine, you got to yeah. think like, all right, see what I can yeah. do. Maybe he does Boston. Or waits until Chicago and, you know, after maybe this is his last year on the track and maybe he's eyeing, he makes his debut at Chicago. Then he's trying to make the the team. It's just going to be really hard for him to make an Olympic team because there's only two spots. So. He's just so versatile, man. Yeah. This is like you you can make a case. Let's just take college, right? Ed Chez the miler. You could put all his miler accolades up there. Like, man, this guy's an incredible miler. And then you could be, you could do a separate case of Ed Chez, the 10,000 meter runner. And then you could look at cross country and what he did 
in the 10K. I guess the only thing he didn't do, you remember this more than I do because you were covering him at the time, he never had a fast 10 or 5 in college, correct? Correct. He did attempt to do a fast one, uh, but he kind of fell apart. He tried doing it at Peyton, didn't work out. He did gotcha. get a fast five post college. Right, right. He's kind of been like just, he hasn't had another big breakout run. You could argue maybe the 60 was his big breakout performance, but I'm going to go this. You know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, 60. What's the 60? Six, six, 60 minutes. Oh, 60 seconds. And a half. 60 oh, and a half. yeah. No, 20, 2018 was great. Remember that one? When he ran the 349 mile? Yeah, and yeah. Then, and then he won the New Balance 3000 and like beat some day. really big – Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was – and then he had run a 353 mile on a flat track. He was on fire there for that little stretch. And I thought that was going to translate into outdoors. And instead, it was – he kind of became one of those just like indoor superstars. Where it's like every indoor yeah. season, there's a person who for a month, you're just like, okay, this they've, – they've crossed into a new tier and we need to think of them this type of runner. But then they get the outdoors and uh, injuries or they just get caught by other runners. Let me say this. I'm going to think 2023 is going to be the year of chess comeback. I think he has a good run here. I think he runs well in a 10K down the road. And then I think he makes a marathon debut at the end of the year, and everyone's like, damn, it's pretty damn good. So it's gonna this be should have chance. been your bold prediction. It should have been your bold prediction. It is my bold prediction. It's my special okay. bold prediction that I saved for this podcast. It still counts. We can still bring Bonus. up this clip. This clip still Bonus goes on YouTube, still in the Spotify, okay. like and subscribe. Give okay. five star reviews on our Apple. Five stars. Five yeah, stars. Yeah. So Chez, if you're listening, um, give us a five star review. Bump that three point nine up to. Let's try to get a five. Let's try at least a four point oh. Yeah. yeah. Three point nine definitely good in college as a GPA. That segment though definitely encouraged people to drop some ones in there just to. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> did we cover everything? I think we did, man. I thought that was a decent show. Yeah. There's no oh, track, you think? man. When is running happening? We're, there, there's nothing happening this weekend. We have to wait till next weekend before track is back. It's annoying. I like, though, talking about the big picture stuff of the events that we want to see. I think that, that, was, that was fun. To me, that's better than these first couple results when we completely overreact to somebody running something that has never been seen before. And then you're yeah. just like, okay, wait a minute. Uh, Colt, yeah, good. Thumbs up, thumbs down. What do we think? Thumbs up on the show. I, I feel like okay, cool. uh, there was one other uh, review. I can't find it again, but uh, people were confusing who is Gordon and who is Mac on the show. And I thought that was very funny. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Uh, guys, I'm Kevin. Love the fans. Great. Give them gift cards. They're all dialed in. Everybody knows you. Everybody knew Ryan. Now everybody knows you. And that's fine. Nah, everyone's still. Do you think any? Do you think? Well, right, that didn't go away, but they also know. Do you think anybody ever said which one's Ryan and which one's Fenton, in like a conversation when like Ryan and Alex were together? I'm sure it could have happened. Maybe once. There was uh-huh. podcasting wasn't a thing back then, though. That's true. People just uh, just chatted for no reason, no purpose back then. No purpose. No content. All right, we'll leave it there. Have a great weekend, everyone. 
Monday, Wednesday, Friday, next week, same time, 12.30 p.m. Central, live on YouTube. You can also catch it archived on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to the show. Um, But tune in live if you can. It's fun to have people in the chat as we're going. Appreciate that. Appreciate everybody tuning in today. Have a uh, fabulous weekend. Thanks to Colt. Thanks to Gordon. We'll talk to you guys on Monday.